work is going forth, you need the presence of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to say good morning to the congregation this morning. I want to say good morning to all of our SoundCloud listeners. We thank the Lord for being here today. Amen? And we thank the Lord for you. Amen? Amen. This morning, we are going to pick up with the word of God. We've been talking about the empowered life. That's what we've been talking about. The empowered life, which is needed. And the Lord just added, and I write as he adds, that empowered life is the God purpose life. Amen. So for your journal, you can put in there, amen, the empowered life is a God purpose life. Amen. Amen. So when we get to the declaration for 2024, and honestly, I know that you're probably looking at the calendar and saying, but it's still 2023. But do you know a lot of companies have already closed out their fiscal year for 2023? They've already started 2024. In my going and doing business for the ministry, that's all I've heard. Well, we've we've closed the books for 2023. We're in 2024 fiscal year. I'm thinking, okay. So um, if man can do it, surely we can do it spiritually. If if man can believe it and it's it's been set up, surely we can believe what God has set up. Amen? Amen. So I want to ask you, if you don't mind, just kind of stretch a little bit. I'm going to ask you to stand, and we're going to go over our declaration. Because this is connected to the empowered life. When the Lord gave me this message, talking about the empowered life, and it's a God-purpose life, he told me, he says, that is connected to the 2024 vision. Amen? So if you don't mind, just repeat after me. 2024, 2024. <clears throat> the year of the restart, the year of the restart. A, fresh new beginning. a fresh new beginning in my life, in my serving, in my giving. This year, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ will, restore will restore my years, my, years, my, health, my health, and prosper me financially. 2024, 2024, the year of restoration, restoration, healing, healing, and increase increase in my life, in my my home, my my church, church, and my children's lives. lives. Daniel Daniel 2, 2, 20 20 through 22. 22. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Amen. On last week, we gave you some papers because we started out talking about power. What was power? And so we're learning that power is authority. It is rights. It is privileges. It is miracles in the Lord. Amen? Amen. That's that's what power breaks down to. And so it is going to be the power of the Lord Jesus Christ that will bring about the declaration for 2024. Amen. That's what it's going to be. And we, 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 we said, we share with you that now it's no need of us running, screaming and trying to make something happen. What we have to do, 
We're not trying to make the word of the Lord come to pass. We are aligning ourselves with the word. That, that's what we got to do. We got, we got to align ourselves with the word of God. So we've been talking about power, what power is. And then the Lord gave the word alignment, vision, power. Okay? To align means to position in agreement. It is the position of agreement or alliance. It means, look, I'm dedicated to this declaration. I'm aligning my life, my home, my church with this declaration. I believe the declaration, Lord, so I'm going to line up with it. Amen? We're talking about vision. That means being able to see. Uh, the scripture says that without a vision, the people perish. Amen? And when you do the breakdown of that, it says without a clear understanding and seeing of God's redemptive power, we perish. So we have to clearly from the scriptures be able to see and recognize the power of God and know that it's real. And that's what's going to bring this declaration to pass in 2024. Amen? Amen. And then we talked about power again. It is the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others. That's in a leadership position. You cannot control people. But we're talking about being able to be in leadership position where you can ask people to do something, ask people to do this, please do this, line this up this way, and they do it. But I like this part, the capacity or ability to direct or influence the course of events. Now, that's power. Amen. That, to declare and change the atmosphere. Amen. Amen. Power is a right or an authority. Amen. All right. So... This morning, we also talked about in order to have an empowered life, you got to be connected to a power source. Amen? Amen? So there is a, I mean, we've read this scripture over and over and over. And it just blessed my soul. We're going to go to a prophetic word in the word of God that speaks of being connected to the power source, amen, and what it looks like. So we're going to go to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah chapter 9. Look at your neighbor. Say, I'm living, I'm living. And, you're living and you're living the blessed life. life. Say, it, it only comes through Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ. who is the Prince of Peace, and the Greater Light. All right. Now, we've read this scripture over and over and over. So there's a prophecy in here. And this prophecy of Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 7, it gives us a clear understanding of what we as believers should be aligned with, have our vision focused on, and to receive power from. Amen. So we're going to read Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. When you get it, say amen. amen. All right. It says, nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation. When at the first he lightly afflicted in the land of Zubalan and the land of Nephtali, and afterwards did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in Galilee of the nations. 
It says, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadows of death, upon them hath the light shine. Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest, and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuels of fire. Now, we, this is the part we have read. That first part is a prophecy that we're going to get into. It says, uh, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform this. So when you read the first verses, and there is confirmation in the word concerning Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 4. We're going to go to that confirmation, but first we want to talk a little bit about this. That confirmation is in Matthew. So this looks forward to the great light, which should visit those who sit in darkness. It would bring freedom for the, for the prisoners. Okay? The intent of the gospel is to break the yoke of sin and Satan to remove the burden of guilt and corruption that we may be brought unto the liberty of the children of God. Christ even broke the yoke of ceremonial laws, and he really did, amen? So Jesus Christ has set us free. You hear the saying, uh, Jesus is the reason for the season. Okay, he is the reason for the season. Well, when did the season begin, Pastor? It began in September with Rosh Hashanah. Amen. Seriously, that is when it began. For years after I got saved, I always was led of the Lord to begin celebrating in September. Well, at first I didn't understand it. I didn't have any scriptures on it. I really didn't. I just was led by the Spirit. I obeyed the Spirit. And by the time December 1st came, for me, it was all over. That went on for years. It went on for years. And then finally, the Lord showed it to me in the Word and began to help me to understand that the season honestly begins in September. Why? Because that's when the Jewish New Year begins is at Rosh Hashanah. That's when they begin to blow the trumpets and sound the alarm. It's time to wake up. It's time to take notice. A new year is coming in. Preparation is needed. So they, they go from Rosh Hashanah, and then they go into that 10-day period of Yom Kippur. What is that for? That is the time of uh, repenting, uh, acknowledging the blood of that lamb for sin. They're, they're literally preparing within that time for the new year. And for us, it is spiritual that we enter in during that time in September to recognize that, wait a minute, we are embarking upon a new year. And we need to have ourselves prepared so that we can celebrate. How are we going to celebrate being under the yoke of sin, wait a minute, and under the yoke of the devil? There's no way to really enjoy it. 
There's no way to, and then we're under the, the burden of guilt and corruption. Come on. Uh, we need to be brought into a place of liberty. And the only way that's going to happen is it's got to be through Jesus Christ. Amen. Earlier in the scripture where you see, it says that he lightly afflicted the land of Zubalan and the land of Nephtali. This is because the people were in gray darkness. They had not yet come into the light of the Prince of Peace. They had not yet come into the light of Jesus Christ. They had not yet come into the gospel light. So basically, when you come into the gospel light, which is the word of Jesus Christ, his ability to heal us, deliver us, save us, prosper us, that brings in great joy. You got something to celebrate. You got something to be happy about. You got something to enjoy. Have you ever noticed how beautiful the Christmas lights are? Have you ever noticed how beautiful the tree is? I mean, really. And I thought about it. I said, Lord, on that first Christmas when Christ was born, what happened? The sky was full of angels. They say it lit up. And what did they do? They began to declare good news. They began to sing. They began to worship. It was a joyful time. So this ought to be a season for us as Christians. We ought to be happy. No, I'm, I'm serious, and I, and I know, and I'm saying, I'm preaching from, from this level. Let me say this right now. This isn't about money. This isn't about what you got, what I got. This is about we are free. We are free, people. KSAL Ministries, we are free. And every believer, we are believers as well. Every believer is free through the blood of Jesus Christ. But there could have not been any blood unless he was born. So when you put that tree up this year, when you hang those lights this year, when you start out with the Christmas meal, getting everything prepared for that, we ought to be happy. And I'm trying to get to something. I want to say something. We ought to be happy. Man, I tell you, I, I've been pressed on every side, pressed going, pressed coming, pressed when I get up, pressed when my feet hit the floor. Praying, 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 praying. But joy is in my soul. Joy is in my soul. So what am I trying to say? You ought to have joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So no matter what's going on on the outside, no matter what's going on with you, don't let it steal your joy of what this season is all about. Amen. It's about the greater light. It's about the Prince of Peace that has already come and brought us out of darkness and put us in the marvelous light. Yeah. And if we told the truth, we got more now than we've ever had before. We are blessed. Uh, uh, we are blessed. And there's a lot going on in the world. You, do you do realize there are two wars going on? Do you realize prices are sky high? Do you realize all the murdering going on in the city? The injustice that's going on? Put your hand on your heart. Say the yoke, the yoke 
of sin and Satan. Said the burden of guilt and corruption has been broken, annihilated off my life because of Jesus Christ. Jesus, he broke those ceremonial laws off of us. We're not up under a bunch of laws up under the Old Testament. No, we're not. The Bible says that we are no longer under the law of sin and death. We're under the law of the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus. So we move from the law of sin and death. Come on. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy. We're under the law of life through Christ Jesus. And yes, we go through things. Yes, trouble comes. But thank you, Jesus, for the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Notice what the fifth verse says in Isaiah 9. It says, for every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. You see that? This is talking about the working of the Holy Spirit working with fire. Amen. Look at Matthew chapter 3. The Lord said when he came on the scene, he wasn't coming like every other warrior to take care of his business. He says, I'm not coming with knives and guns. Uh-uh. I'm not coming like that. I'm coming in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. He says, and the only blood that's going to be shed. Uh-oh. You know when there's a battle. You know when there's a war. There's bloodshed. People lose their lives, but Jesus' blood was the only blood that needed to be shed during that time. Guess what? He didn't come to kill anybody. He came to give everybody life. Amen. Somebody say, he gave me life. Say, he gave me life. Matthew chapter 3. All right, here it is, verse 11. All right. It says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. This is John the Baptist talking. He says, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with what? The Holy Ghost and what? Fire. Jesus Christ was fully God and fully man. Oh, yes, he was. And everything he did was under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So the battle was not going to be as warriors would fight. With confused noise. No weapons of our warfare which are carnal. This was going to be done by the Messiah who is Emmanuel. This is the child that is and was born. Go to Matthew chapter 4. Yes, Lord. Matthew chapter 4, verse 12 says, Now when Jesus heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. Here he comes. Here he comes. What is he about to do? He's fixing to uh, fulfill Isaiah chapter 9, 1 through 7. Here he comes. He says, Now when Jesus heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast in the borders of who? Zebulon and Nephthalim. There it is. Isaiah just said he was going to come, didn't he? 
Isaiah said he was bringing peace when he come. Isaiah said he was coming fueled under the Holy Spirit. Amen. To do what? To break the yoke of sin, to break the yoke of Satan, to remove the burden of guilt and corruption off of our lives, and to break the yokes of ceremonial laws. How many lambs have you had to bring into the house of God? Slit that throat. Bring that blood to the priest. None. All you got to do is it appropriated with your mouth, the blood of Jesus Christ. I declare the blood of Jesus Christ over my life, my living, my spirit, my soul, my body, my children. Come on here. All you got to do is open your mouth and appropriate the blood of Jesus Christ. He says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zubalan and the land of Nephthalim by the way of the sea, watch this, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. Now in Isaiah it says, um, Galilee of the nations. Anytime you see the word nations in the Bible, it is talking about Gentiles. It is not talking about the Jews, amen? So what did Jesus come? That, there it is right there. Uh, all these naysayers who are telling you that's a white man's God. That uh, uh, Jesus is not our God. That's a lie. We were all Gentiles until we got saved. Amen. Every last one of us. Now we're Christians. Amen. Come on now. Every Gentile must get to Jesus Christ in order to have that name change. Amen. Amen. So he came to Galilee of the Gentiles. What did he do? He brought the light. Amen. He brought the power. He brought the blood. And see, if the world wants to be saved, if the world really want to be free, if the world really want to be blessed, they're going to have to get to Jesus. Amen. They have to cut out all this foolishness because as long as they keep wanting to do what they want to do, have it their way, thinking they at Burger King. Mm -hmm. I want to have it my way. I want to get saved my way. I want to serve God my That's God. I want to serve God my way. God is Jesus. Yeah. I said, God is Jesus. Yeah. Yes, shine. Keep shining, Anna. Keep shining. So he came to the Gentiles. Put your hand on your heart. Say, he came to the Gentiles. He came to the Gentiles. And I was a Gentile, was a Gentile. Without, Christ, without Christ, out from under the covenants of blessings, covenants. before I served Jesus, before I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. See, so I was in a great darkness. But now I'm in a great light. If anybody ought to know how to celebrate Thanksgiving, Christmas, come on, the New Year, come on, Passover, Resurrection Sunday, it ought to be the church. It ought to be the church, folks. 16th verse, he said, the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region in shadows of death, light is sprung up. And from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Do you see what he did? Notice in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 7, once you get past verse 4 and 5, you start going over unto how uh, for unto us a child is given, for unto us a son is born, and how the government was going to be on his shoulder. You see, when Jesus came, he came offering the people in darkness the kingdom. Amen. Isn't that what we've been talking about? Amen. 
Just done went on, stepped over into the third realm. I'm gone. I'm gone. It, it, it ain't even at the paper no more. <laughs> Thank you. Glory to God. We never stop growing. I don't think we're ever going to stop growing because they tell me, and I have seen it in dreams. I have been in a church where Jesus is the speaker. And thousands upon billions of people are sitting in the audience and Jesus is on the stage and he's declaring his word. And my God, it is glorious. So I don't think we're going to ever stop learning. Uh, I don't think so. So see, it would behoove us to learn how to sit up straight in church now. It would behoove us to learn how to stay woke in church now. It would behoove us to know how to say, amen, lift your hands. They laughing. This is the training ground. <laughs> they laughing, but I'm serious. I was so excited. I said, Lord, thank you. I didn't have to prepare that message. Thank you, Jesus. What did they say? They said all leadership and all the kings and the princes, that's what they said, are going to take off their crowns and put them at the feet of Jesus. I have no problem doing that. I don't have any problem. And, and you, you, you shouldn't have any problem either. Because he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. I, I don't have a problem with that. Thank you, Jesus. Don't have to prepare not another message. Just wake up and get to the service. I won't have a problem with that. Herod had a problem. Caesar had a problem. Yes, they did. You say, oh, no, no, no. Yes, they did, babies. Let me finish this and I'm going to show you. He says, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's at hand. He was offering them the kingdom. Jesus Christ came as the king offering a kingdom to all who are in need. Here it is. 
It's to everybody who was in need of a source greater than themselves. It feels good when I can't do what I really want to do to just fall into the arms of Jesus and say, Lord, you got this. Lord, I trust you to handle this. You know, it can just kind of about run you crazy. You trying to handle everything. But thank God, as his children, we don't have to handle everything. Come on here. Sometimes you just got to take a leap of faith and say, Lord, I thank you because I know you got this. I don't have to worry about this. Come on, I can take a load off and let Jesus lead me and guide me on how it should be done. And guess what? He'll get it done so perfectly. I said he'll get it done so perfectly. Even when I don't feel good in my body, he'll tell me what I need to do and get it done. How? Perfectly. Because he's the perfect savior. I'm not perfect. What did we say a couple of Sundays back? We might not be perfect, but we need to be obedient. We need to be obedient. Because what does the word say? Obedience is better than sacrifice. It's better to obey the Lord. Thank God I don't have to do it all by myself. Single woman, you don't have to do it all by yourself. Single mother, you don't have to do it all by yourself. Single dad, you don't have to do it all by yourself. Let Jesus help you. We got to get off our high horse. I'm a self-made woman. I'm a self-made man. Well, I'm not. I'm a God-made woman. Huh? And you ought to be a God-made man and a God-made woman and a God-made youth. Somebody say, open the door. King Jesus is knocking. Let him in. Let him in. He want to help. He offers the kingdom to all who are in need of a source greater than themselves. You know how weak and frail we are? I said, do you know how weak and frail we are? And I think life shows us. Have you thought about that? Maybe sometimes God just step back and let life show us you need him. We need him. Jesus what did Isaiah say even the youth will become faint and can't hardly make it but Jesus said what I'll give you strength I'll give you I'll lift you up <laughs> but you gotta let him in babies you gotta let him in you gotta humble yourself you gotta allow yourself to be broken so Jesus can help you. Guess what? What does Revelation say? He said, I stand at the door and knock. Is anybody going to let him in? Come on, will you let him in? He knocking, baby. Yeah, I'm talking. He knocking. Will you let him in? Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? He knocking. Will you let him in? Oh, he looking around, but I want you to look. There you go, right there. He knocking, baby. Will you let him in? 
Trying to wash out. He calling it in. He said, I'm going to wash out. He said, I'm going He knocking. He knocking. He knocking. He knocking at the door. Isaiah 9 and 5. We still dealing with the prophecy. I'm going to, I want to go to Psalms because I want to show you something. But in Isaiah 9, we're still dealing with the prophecy. He says, for every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire by the Holy Spirit working with fire, like a fire. Somebody said the Holy Ghost. It's like a fire. Shandaboche. Go to Isaiah 66. Come on. Go with me. Go with me. Say, thank you, Jesus, for the declaration. Say, I believe it. Say, I'm getting my alignment. I'm getting my vision. I'm getting power through the word of God. Say, I got to agree with the word. And I'm going to tell you something else. We as Christians have to come to a place where we believe that God loves us. We beat down enough. You need to know he loves you. It hurts him when you hurt him. It hurts him when you won't come to him and let him help. Oh, yes, it does. Yeah, I know you hadn't heard that in a long time. Jesus loves you. Well, I say, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes. Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones are here below. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves you. Yes, Jesus loves you. Yes, Jesus loves you. Because the Bible tells me so. He loves you. He loves you. He loves us. Look, most people won't tell you this, but I'm going to go and tell you. Even when we acting up, Jesus loves us. You know why he loves us? Because he loves us. He's saying, come home. Come back. Stop it. I can help you. I'm the greater light. I'm the prince of peace. I'm the God of power. I'm the greater source that you need. You carry stuff you don't have to carry. <laughs> yeah, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Now, go to Isaiah 66. This is more confirmation to the prophecy. Look at your neighbor. Say, we're dealing in a prophetic book. Say, the word of God is prophetic. Say, it's God breathed. It's God announced. Uh -huh. That's what prophetic means. It means it comes from the mouth of the Lord. That's what it means. And so Isaiah, uh-huh, chapter 9, verses 1 through 7 is prophetic. God spoke that, and then he brought it to pass. Go to Isaiah 66, please. Thank you, Jesus. You can sit up in here if you want to and let that enemy uh, 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 keep a hold on you. I'm not going to let him do it to me. Because, see, I got to walk out that door, get back in that car, and go back to my territory. And I got to take the word with me. I got to take Jesus with me. 
and I gotta I gotta believe that he gonna fight every battle. He gonna break me through. He gonna see me through, even if I can't see it. It's healing up in here. I say the Lord say it's healing up in here. Now you can get healed if you want to. But I'm going to get healed. Because I got a life to live. I got a race to run. I got a God as they say to glorify. And I can't do it on empty. You can't do it on empty baby. What's my fuel? The word of God. The Holy Ghost. They coming in. They coming in. Anna. Oh they finna come in. Oh they coming. I said they coming. They coming. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 66, verse 15. This is another confirmation. It says, for behold, the Lord will come with what? With what? Fire. I can't hear you. Fire. And that fire is what? The Holy Ghost. For behold, the Lord will come with fire. And with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. Now, when he, let me tell you something about the Lord. When you see that, he's talking about he's angry at sin. He's angry at the devil. He's angry at how Satan had yoked people up. He's angry at those that, that didn't want to live nothing no way. How they were mistreating and running over those that were uh, uh, basically not able or strong enough to defend for themselves. This is his anger. Somebody say, God is angry, God is angry at sin. At sin. <laughs> oh, I'm going to preach. I didn't come. I don't know what you think I came for. Uh-huh. I didn't stay in all this week for nothing. Come on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It said to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh. And the slain of the Lord shall be many. Now, when I read this, you know, sometimes the Lord will lead me to other places. But God just began to revelate to me. He says, Anna, he said, that fire is the Holy Ghost. That sword is my word. He says, I'm coming. And didn't he come? And what did he do? He pleaded with what? All flesh, the Jew and the Gentile. The Jew and the Gentile. He pleaded with all flesh. How did he do it? Through the spirit and with his word. And he said, the slain of the Lord, wait a minute, shall be many. Well, what does that mean? Did you come to kill us? No. The slain are the rejectors. Everybody that rejected the word of the Lord, the light, the gospel light, the Holy Spirit, the working of the Holy Spirit in presenting Jesus Christ as God himself, as being the king of the kingdom, they were slain. He said, well, how in the world were they slain? They were still walking around. Mm-mm. You know what the scriptures say? The body, because of sin, is So we got a lot of dead folk walking around. They think they're alive, but they're not. And as long as they keep rejecting, come on under the Lord's word. 
Come on in to Jesus. Bring your Bibles and come to the house of the Lord. Read your Bibles Monday through Friday, Saturday. They're slain. They're, what does that mean? They're already defeated. They're already defeated, and they don't even know it. They're so blind and cocky. They don't even know they're already defeated without Jesus. Yeah, I came to preach. I came to preach. When I go home, you can do what you want with the word. But I came to bring the word. Fire, the Holy Ghost, the sword, his word. Go to Psalms 2. Somebody said, there's a war going on. And you better take a stand. Oh, come on. Say, there's a war going on. And you better take a stand. You better fight with your faith and the word of God and the Holy Ghost. Let me show you. I told you they was angry, didn't I? Let me show you. Let me show you. Don't worry. I'm going home. You ain't got to worry about me. Somebody say, I want alignment. I want vision. I want power. See, you want, you want alignment so you can line up with this declaration. Come on, come on. And I don't, who said it? it? She's right. It has already begun. Guess what? It's been going on since after the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, after Yom Kippur, repentance, pleading the blood over my life afresh. Going back over my life and repenting for things that I've done, things that I know of, things that I don't know of. Guess what, honey? After you done repented and you done sought the Lord and you enter into the new year, you ready to celebrate. You ready for a fresh new beginning in your life, in your serving, in your giving. You will believe that this is the year Jesus Christ is going to restore my years, my health, and prosper me financially. You're going to understand that this, hey, you're going to rejoice. This is the year of restoration, healing, and increase in my life, my home, my church, and my children's life. We can't leave our seed out. We can't do that. I don't care how they act, and you still got to pray for them. You still got to believe God for them. Come on, you can't just throw them away. It's time, Anna. I'm going to align with the word of God. I'm going to get my vision right. You know how they do on the, on the little cartoons? They, they be getting their vision right. Huh? I want to see the redemptive power of God. How do I see it? From the word, from the word. What are you talking about? How he delivered others. If he did it for one, he'll do it again. He's not just a one-time God. He's a on-time God. No, he's not a one-time. He's a on-time. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The kingdom of Christ. Go to Psalms 2. Isaiah prophesied 800 years before the birth of Christ. He prophesied that the people in darkness and in the shadow of death were going to see a great light. Come on now. And guess what? The light came. The king came. See, when Jesus, John the Baptist preached the kingdom, Jesus preached the kingdom, 
Paul preached the kingdom and Pastor Angelita Carmichael preached the kingdom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John the Baptist preached that the kingdom was coming. You confused? Let me help you. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Oh, you knew I was coming. You knew it. You knew the Holy Ghost was going to kick back. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, joy, and peace. Where? In the Holy Ghost. What did John say? I'm going to baptize you with water, but there's one coming who's mightier than me, who's shoe latches, shoe string. I'm not worthy to stoop down and tie. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He was talking about bringing the kingdom. Hey! That's right. Yeah! Mama, 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 mama. And here, they thought they had got rid of John. They cut his head off because he told the truth. And Jesus rose up. And the Bible says he came to Galilee preaching the same message. He said, repent because the kingdom of God has come. It was the king announcing the kingdom. No, 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 no. And they say the king got scared. Because he thought John had arisen from the dead. See, that's the way the devil ought to be. He ought to be scared of us. He ought to see and say, that must be Jesus. In there. Yeah, because we little. We under Jesus. We his voices. We his hands. We his feet. Come on here. We his mouthpieces. That's what Jesus preached. That's what Paul preached. Read the end of his life. It says, and Paul was in prison for those three years. And he preached. The kingdom of God. And so I thought about it as the Lord was revelating it to me. Okay, wait a minute. John the Baptist preached the kingdom. Jesus Christ preached the kingdom. Paul preached the kingdom. So I just put me on in there. And Pastor Angelita Carmichael preaches the kingdom of God with power. And you better live it with power. The Lord really gave that to me. He said, this is keys to successful living, not keys to a broken down life. Because it's fueled by the Holy Ghost. It's fueled by the word of God. It's fueled by the blood of Jesus. It's power in it. Because Jesus in it. Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. Here it is, Psalms chapter 2. Why do the heathen rage? Uh-oh. Is that in your Bible? Somebody look at your neighbor and say, the heathens are raging. Say, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? It says, even the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord. Uh-uh. And against his anointed. Saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. See, what they're telling you is, when Jesus came on the scene, all the rulers began to say, you're not going to rule over us. We're we not going to let you put, no, 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 no. We're going to break your bands. We're going to break your cords. We won't serve you. We're not going to submit. And see, during the revival, that, the time when I do get up, we're going to start off where, where we need to be. And that's back in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm. 
Oh, I know, I know. You thought it was going to be tipped all through the tulips. Nope. Not my will. Not my will. Jesus was not praying not to go to the cross. He was just saying, if you got another way, I'll go that way too. Not my will. Your will be done, O oh Lord. To bring about what? Your plan, Father. Yeah, the Garden of Gethsemane is all about submission. Submission to Jesus, to the Holy Ghost. It's let go and let God. Yeah, you heard that. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. <laughs> I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. If it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. What did he do? He saved me. What did he do? He saved me. I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. If it had not been for Jesus, call him by his name. Call him by his name. Call him by his name. Everybody pull out a dollar. I know you got a dollar. <laughs> Everybody pull out a dollar. I'm, I don't want an offering. You can keep your dollar. I don't want it. I just want you to see something. Everybody, you got a dollar. Pull out one dollar. You're going to take it on home or take it to McDonald's. <laughs> Wherever you want to go with it. Tell me what that dollar say on the back. In who? In who? In who? Jesus. So what's his name? Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. Jesus is God. He is God. He's the God of the Old Testament. He's the God of the New Testament. He incarnated. He got down in flesh in a body. And he came in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus means Savior. We'll save you. Yeah, Lord. In God we trust. You better know his name. So the heathens are raging. The people are imagining a vain thing. The kings of the earth are setting themselves up. Rulers are taking counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cards from us. He that sitteth where? Where is he at? He that's sitting in the heavens going to do what? What is God doing? He laughing at them. The Lord shall have them in what? Derision. Confusion. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Who is the king? Thank you. That's who God appointed. Jesus Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords. I don't care what the naysayers are saying. I don't care how they want to give him a different name. No name, new name. Uh-uh. His name is Jesus Christ. He says, I would declare the decree the Lord has said unto me. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. You know how he was begotten, don't you? When the Holy Ghost fell on Mary. 
and planted the seed in her womb. Yes, that's how it was done. He's the son of God. He said, ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Said a word. You know what Jeremiah, you know what they say? The word is like fire. You remember? He says, be wise now, therefore, O you kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son. Do what? Receive him. Least he be angry and you perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled, but a little. Blessed are all they that put their what? In who? Thank you, Father. Can I, can I, can I give you a little history? And I'm going home. It's time for me to go. It's time for us to go. This is what's happening in the world. The heathens are raging. The kings are mad. Uh-huh. The counselors are angry. You know why? They can't get rid of Jesus. They can't get rid of him. They, they, they can't do away with him. Because why? When the saints cross over, other saints are raised up. That's what we're doing here. We're raising up saints. We're raising up Christians. That's, that's what we're doing. So when you, when you tell me or when I say, wow, you all are really doing what you're supposed to do, you step up to the back. That's what I want to hear. And you're doing it in the love of Christ. Hello? That's what I need to hear. We're not here just to entertain. We want you to grow up. But we want you to grow up in Christ. We want, want you to be able to stand under the pressure and, and, and still be able to stand with Christ in you and the word in you, come on, through the blood of Jesus Christ and make it and overcome and be successful. Yes, even when hard times show up, the Lord has not forgotten you. He loves you. Just keep holding to him. Hold to that. Don't let go of the word. Don't let go of Jesus. Don't, don't let go of serving and loving him. Don't let go. That's, that's the key. When, even when it gets rough, don't let go. Stop letting go. Stop thinking he's forsaken you and he doesn't love you. None of that is true. He does. And please stop it. When you make an honest mistake, see, saints, we got to stop. Ooh, look at that. Ooh. The Bible says we have an advocate. You better know your word. With the Father. We can repent. I'm going to say this and I'm fixing to go. Because I don't preach myself happy. I feel all right in Jesus. You feel all right, baby? You feel all right? You all right? Yeah. All right. 
He said, you can repent. He says, when you repent, be sincere. And we've taught this before. If you got a problem or issue in an area, then you need to cry out at your altar. Lord, I need help. I, I need some help. I need some real help now. Because I really want to serve you. I really do love you. Help me, Jesus. And you keep crying out and you keep pleading and you keep talking to the Lord until it happens. You don't just pray one time. I know what the naysayers say. You owe oh, ye a little faith. The devil is a lie. I'm going to be like that woman who kept coming. Amen. And she wearied that king. Yeah. To finally, he said, this woman getting on my nerves. I'm going to grant the request. I feel the Holy Ghost. Hey! I do, I do. Is that all right? I say, I feel the Holy Ghost. And we're going, we going, I promise you, but just give me, come here, baby. Yeah, you, yes. I'm going, I promise you. I done got happy. 